to another episode of In Enemy Territory. We've got a great one for you today. We're going to be talking Father's Day. Big Father's Day moments that have happened in sports. Big father-son combinations who have played major leagues. And I'm going to be talking about my own relationship with my dad and how it has been impacted by sports and some of the my happiest sports moments with my dad. And one scary moment, which we'll get to later in the episode. June 20th is the day we will be focusing on, which is actually my father's birthday. So most years we're celebrating his birthday and Father's Day at the same time, which economically saves me money because I only got to get him one gift and one card. Great guy, great guy, best guy I know, my dad. And hopefully this episode can be a tribute to him. And I don't know if you're listening or not, but happy birthday, Dad. Today, June 20th, 2004, with his father watching in the stands on Father's Day, Ken Griffey Jr. launches his 500th career home run that actually tied him with Ken Griffey Sr. on the all-time hits list with 2,143. He tied his dad on that hit, his 500th hit, Father's Day with his dad in the stands. Amazing. I just wanted to talk about some of the greatest father-son combos that we've all come to know as, you know, household names. My greatest football family that I would I would say comes to mind is Archie Manning and his two sons Peyton and Eli, both of them two-time Super Bowl champs, and that's a legendary family right there. We got Cal Ripken Sr. and his two sons Cal Jr. and Billy Ripken Iconic to the Baltimore sports fandom and to the MLB for what they've done. Bobby Bonds and his son Barry probably smacked the most home runs a father's son ever hit. Although Ken Griffey's probably close, but can't imagine they out-homered the Bonds's. And in hockey... What a dynamic family the the Kachucks are, with Keith Kachuk having his sons Brady and Matthew tearing up the league now as young studs for the Calgary Flames and the Ottawa Senators. Fantastic hockey family, and there's been some nice representation of father-son combos throughout sports, and even like when I go outside to my backyard and hit a ball around with my child... My three-year-old daughter, it's like every time it happens, it's like the best day of my life. So I can only imagine being on a professional sports team or even like winning a championship, watching your child do it, or even some getting to do it with with your child is just, it must be the, the, the greatest feeling ever. And Father's Day tribute, Ken Griffey, you know, not that he necessarily chose to hit that homer, but to hit, reach that milestone with his dad, the, couldn't, he probably couldn't have had a prouder moment of his son. June 20th, 2007, Sammy Sosa playing against his former team, the Cubs. The Cubs were have, you know, the, the only team that hosts games on Fridays, at least back then. I think now more teams play on Friday, but back then, day games on Friday. Back then, the Cubs were the only team that would have Friday day games for whatever reason. 2007, and I happened to know that Sosa was chasing his 600th homer. He had 599, whatever. He was playing for the Texas Rangers at the time. 
and I go to game day, for all of you who don't know, game day is a feature on MLB.com where you can kind of watch a game in 2D. I, I think back in 2007, I didn't know how to stream baseball games yet because the internet was still like, we had it for a few years and yeah, but like, you might not even have been able to stream it back then. Like now we can figure out how to get everything on the computer, but I hit the game day for the Rangers Cubs game and Sosa is up the first pitch. It shows, it showed it in blue, it showed a number one and in blue, which means in play and no one was on base. And I see it says in play run scored. So I'm like, wait a second, that's a home run. That's Sosa's 600th home run. And I felt like I witnessed, I, I felt like I was part of watching Sosa hit his 600th homer, even though it was very lame after the fact when I was like thinking about it because it's just like watching it on game day. But it was funny to have that realization that, like, wait a second, that's a homer, 600. Anyway, so that happened on June 20th, 2007. I was, I was, I guess I was 15 years old. Some amazing players have actually played their first major league game on June 20th for uh, for their teams. Uh, Padre Rodriguez, one of my favorite players growing up, he debuted on June 20th, 1991 for the Texas Rangers. He went on to have an amazing Hall of Fame career. 1997, Aaron Boone, who most famously hit that walk-off homer to send the Yankees to the World Series in 03, where they went on to face Pudge Rodriguez of the Marlins now at that point. Game seven, Aaron Boone hits a walk-off homer against the Red Sox to send the Yankees to the World Series. And Aaron Boone, that was his only year with the Yankees. I think they got him at the trade deadline. He's He actually now is the, the manager of the Yankees. He went on to have a decent career. Another player who debuted on this day in 2003, Miguel Cabrera, who as well faced Aaron Boone in the 2003 World Series. Miggy, one of the best hitters of our generation, 315 career batting average, and he's just knocking on the door. 500 career homers. He's a triple crown winner, two-time MVP. He's he's World Series champion, like we said. Miggy has, has just had some of the most amazing seasons consistently smashing homers and getting hits he's also he's got about 2800 career hits so if he can stay relatively healthy which he's been having trouble doing but if he could he just needs to crank out another 185 to reach the 3000 hit club i think he'll do it but yeah june 20th 2003 he joined the mlb and never looked back on this day basketball history in 2006 the Miami Heat won their first ever championship led by Dwayne Wade they beat the Mavericks in six games 2013 the Heat as well beat the Spurs in seven games LeBron James MVP that was when game six Ray Allen hit that five seconds left three-pointer to send it to overtime after the Heat entered the fourth quarter trailing by 10 points. That was one of the only basketball games that I've ever watched from start to finish and legendary stuff. But the Heat the Heat have clinched two of their championships on June 20th, so that's a good day for Miami fans. 
And last year, Zion Williamson got drafted, which one day will be huge, huge in history, even though it already is. But it'll be even bigger. Some of today's birthdays, we have Carlos Lee. He had a very, very nice baseball career. Darren Sproles, fifth all-time on the all-purpose yards list behind Jerry Rice and a few others. I think Walter Payton, Emmett Smith, another famous return man, Brian Mitchell, LeVar Arrington, a Pittsburgh native. He was a great defensive player in the NFL. He had a seven-year career. And actually a guy I knew who knew a guy who played college at Penn State with LeVar Arrington and ended up getting his leg broken when LeVar stepped on him and, and he like this guy when I met him and he was convinced that he if not for that injury, he would have he would have gone pro and he, he was a very big guy. And maybe he would have, maybe not, I don't know, but he blames LeVar Arrington for why he never had a shot at making the NFL. Just a fun fact. But now I would love to just talk about me and my dad and sports. And I grew up in a house with three brothers, the four of us. You know, life was about going outside to throw a ball around, kick a ball around, hit a, you know, shoot a hockey ball, whatever it was. And we didn't really do much sports with my dad. He, you know, He's athletic, decent hand-eye coordination, but he he was busy, you know, I guess supporting us and whatever. Not out there on the field with us all the time, but I one one memory that I'll never forget was he did take us to the park once. I think it was all four of us. And I was pitching to him, and for some reason he bat lefty, even though he's a righty. He's a complete righty, but he was batting lefty. And I pitched him the ball. And he just smacked it a hundred miles an hour right back at my face. And luckily I threw my hand up in just a reflexive defense of my face. And I, I caught the ball. It knocked me off my feet. I landed on the ground. And needless to say, my dad had like six heart attacks. And I don't think he ever hit another ball I pitched for the rest of time. <laughs> but um, I'll never forget just the look on my dad's face and, and even the you know, just catching the ball. Like I didn't even – a play like that, you don't even realize what happened till like you're getting up off the ground and your mind is like catching up to what happened. Um, it was really funny. And we still talk about it here and there. The time he almost killed me. But, I mean, if that ball had hit my face – and I was, this, uh, you know, I was tiny. Even a even a grown ass adult would like probably have like a broken face and a concussion and whatnot. Probably need surgery, but that would have done a number on me. But anyway, my favorite favorite, and I've I've talked about it for a second on the podcast before, but my favorite sports memory with my dad is actually very recent. This past December. I went from Philly to go visit him in Pittsburgh for a quick weekend, and we were able to get to a Penguins game. This was back when sports was a thing, before coronavirus. Um, But I had never gone to a – like I had been to many baseball games with my dad, probably at least 10. But to go to a hockey game with my dad and experience that with him 
we all know how much I love the Penguins and hockey is specifically is my favorite sport. And to be there with my favorite guy watching watching my favorite players play and Crosby actually was injured, so we didn't get to see him play. But Penguins got the win. And, you know, we we won in a shootout 5-4. Very exciting, you know, regulation, overtime. There was nine goals. Penguins had a goal that was disallowed, and we got to stand up and boo the ref and just got to, like, have, like, a real experience. And luckily it wasn't the playoff game because when I'm at a hockey game and and it's, it's playoffs, I can't promise that the words coming out of my mouth are going to be so clean as my as the guys who know me will probably be laughing because they I've sent them some crazy stuff voice notes and whatnot of me at games and you wouldn't recognize me if you don't know me that well you wouldn't believe the stuff that comes out of my mouth when 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 the game is on the line and the season is on the line so I'm happy that I didn't have to either a filter that with my dad sitting next to me or b just like say to hell with it and and see my dad's jaw drop to the floor when he hears what would come out of my mouth but it was just an awesome moment to be there penguins get the win i run into a couple friends at the stadium i show him around the place that was his first game that he had been to at the penguins arena and it was awesome and i credit my dad and you know my parents with with help you know raising me and my brothers to become the people we are today. And I'm very proud to, to call my dad my best friend and just, you know, to, to experience such a sports moment as just a simple Penguins home victory in the middle of the season with nothing on the line was, was just a perfect night and just so proud to be a, to be his son and to sit there with him and to be a Penguins fan and wear the jersey and one of the best days of my life. So that's my sappy ode to my father. And I don't even know if he's going to be listening, but if you're listening, I love you, Dad. I love you, Tati. And hopefully when sports does come back, I'll be coming back to Pittsburgh because there will be hockey games to win and cups to win. And you know that Penguins don't do that without me there in the stands. So that's it. That's our Father's Day episode. I hope everyone enjoyed. Please follow on Facebook. You know, please reach out if you like the show, you don't like the show, something that's missing that you want to hear, whatever it is, you can you can message me. If you know me, you can just text me about it. I'd love to hear what people think. And uh, facebook.com slash IET podcast. Also, I've got an Instagram page. I try to put out a little bit of content with some fun facts or, you know, whether it's birthday related or whatever it is, you know, I love those statistical w- wonders that happen on any given day. So Instagram, you can follow at IET podcast, hit me up and appreciate everyone who keeps listening week after week. I'm having a blast, and this season I'm going to be putting out 14 episodes. This was number eight, so we've still got another six weeks, and I'm going to take a break and uh, you know a couple weeks while I put together hopefully a season two, 
and we'll just see how it goes. But that's that's the plans. It's been real. We'll see you next time.